Elizabeth Howard was born in Belgium in 1926, the daughter of Christian missionaries. After college, she moved to Ecuador to be a missionary to the Quechua Indian tribe. There she met and married Jim Elliott, a fellow missionary. changed it. It was God and God's love for me that changed it. 
You see, I had to begin to truly love people, including the Akkas, the people who murdered my husband, until I saw and believed, really believed, that God loved me. I had spent years telling the Petulas that God loved and forgave them, but I never believed it about myself. I remember very well the day all of us, the widows and the children of the murdered men, walked into the office village. I was scared, scared to death. But I also felt loved. Loved with an everlasting love. And that kind of love changes people. It changed Jim. It changed me. And I hope it changes the world. Elizabeth Elliot and the wives of the four men who were killed by the Aka tribe spent over a year learning the tribal language and then went back, bringing a message of God's love and forgiveness, as well as their own. They were eventually welcomed by the tribe and spent more than five years living with them and preaching the gospel of God's transforming love. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was born in Germany in 1906. Faith with patriotism. 
Sometimes I felt like the only I felt like the only person in Germany who could see this. Finally, the church was so loyal to Nazis, we had to create a separate confessing church. In our preaching, we said that only those who were loyal to the Jews could truly sing songs and worship to God. Slowly, the church shut down our ministry. I was not allowed to preach. I could only teach them a secret underground seminary. I could not publish books. I've written a book in framing the Psalms, because not just that any writing from the Old Testament was too Jewish. When World War II broke out, I was afraid I'd be drafted to fight for Hitler, so I came once again to America. I regret the decision to leave. How could I sit safely in this country when my Christian brothers and sisters suffered? 26 days after arriving in New York, I left. And returned home to Germany. Once there, I drank the Third Reich, and as a double agent, along with other German officers, I joined a plot to assassinate Adolf Hitler. As if to do anything else, I would just shrink back from God's call and trade my faith with cheap grace. After the failed Valkyrie plot, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was hanged on April 9, 1945. He had once written, When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. In a poem written before his execution, he said, Death is hell and night and cold, if it is not transformed by our faith. But that is just what is so marvelous, that we can transform death. Xerxes was king of Persia during the 5th century BC. According to the Bible, Xerxes' queen angered him, and so he had her replaced by a harem full of virgin girls from his kingdom. One of the harem queens brought to his palace was Esther, a Jewish girl living as a captive in Persia along with many of her race. When Xerxes issued a bounty for the slaughter of the Jews living in Persia, Esther was asked by her people to approach the king and ask him to reverse his decree. Even though Persian law expressly forbade anyone to reverse the decree of a king, even the king himself, for when he spoke, he spoke as a god. Even worse, Esther was only allowed to be in the presence of Xerxes for one month out of each year. If a member of his harem tried to approach him during any other time of the year, he might have her executed. Esther had a choice. Would she risk her life to save her tribe? Esther did enter the throne room of Xerxes, and she persuaded him to declare a second decree offering the Jews protection. Today these events are celebrated in the festival of Purim. We're going to now move into our time of First Communion. 
we have milestones as a ministry here at Lakeland. Uh, milestones are about creating intentional seasons in our life in which we will focus on Christ Jesus. So right now in our church, we have seven milestones for those of you raising up children in a Christian home. And we want you to know you are not alone in this. The church comes alongside you to do this with you. Our current milestones are infant baptism, welcome to kindergarten, first communion, which is for second graders and what we're going to celebrate this morning, the bridges retreat for enjoying your family, fifth and sixth grade, Confirmation for 7th and 8th graders, uh, the lunch, as it's called, for those entering high school, and the journey, which is for 11th and 12th graders. Next year, here at Lakeland, we're going to launch uh, seven more of 14 planned milestones for adults, so that even after high school, we continue to walk this journey together. So today, we're here to celebrate First Communion. First Communion was a four-week class for second graders and their families, and they participated in that together, and I believe there was one playoff game missed so to, to, to participate in the class, so there, that takes a lot of dedication. Uh, <laughs> there was a, uh, a workbook and uh, home activities to create a season of intensified spiritual direction in the home so that parents and these kids were talking together about Christ Jesus. Eleven families participated this year. The content was centered on Christ's revelation of himself in the communion feast, as you read about in the Last Supper and on Easter Sunday uh, in Acts, in the, the final chapters of the book of, of Luke, final chapters of the book of Luke. So that is what these kids have done, and now we're going to see together a little bit of what they have learned. So I'll ask some questions, and they're going to give us some answers. Are you ready? What does communion teach us about presence? Communion is a symbol we see that takes us into the presence of God that we cannot see. Wonderful. Thank you. What does communion teach us about belonging? Communion is a table where everyone is invited. What does communion teach us about oneness? Communion is oneness with God and with each other. What does communion teach us about celebration? Communion is celebration of life in Christ. When we serve communion, what do we say when we serve the bread? The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. And what do we say when we serve the cup? Very good. Thank you. All right. So now our younger brothers and sisters in Christ are going to take their first communion. Kids, from now on, when we take communion in the sanctuary several times a year, you'll be invited. If you're ever here in a worship service, when we take communion in the sanctuary, we want you to be a part of it. We want you to know that you are a part of us. We always want you to remember the wisdom of these answers you've given and remember uh, all the things you learned in class. Always remember that communion is a special time during worship for us to remember that you are part of us, we are part of you. 
You are part of Jesus, and Jesus is part of you. All right? All right. Well, let us receive now your first communion. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took a loaf of bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body that is broken for you. In the same way, he took a cup, and he said, this cup is my blood of the new covenant. It's poured out for the forgiveness of sins. So as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, Jesus says, you remember my death until I eat and drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. Truly, this is a celebration, a celebration that makes us one with God and one with each other. So we'll invite you, if you like now, to come down the aisle, tear off a piece of bread, dip it in the cup, and receive this symbol into yourself, knowing it makes you part of the family of God, part of the forgiveness of God, part of the kingdom of God. We invite you to do that if, if you feel that that is right. Let us pray and then come forward when you're ready. Father, we thank you for this morning to celebrate how you work in the world and the lives of people, and especially this morning in the lives of young people. Father, may we now receive symbols of your forgiveness. May we take a moment as we come down the aisle to reflect on our life, all that you have taught us, all that you have saved us from, all that you have promised to us. We receive it with joy in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Blessing from the Celtic Book of Daily Prayer. We'll say this together. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide us through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.